Hey guys, good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Morning, studio. Morning. morning. Josh here from Alabama. Josh and I appreciate you being on, being on with us this early. Josh, tell me your story, man. Yes, sir. So I was about 20 years old, 21. We had just had a kid together, and I said, okay, I'm going to go buy this ring, and I'm going to propose. Well, I had it put up, waiting for the right time. I get off work one day. I was building houses, walk up in the front yard, and she's sitting on the front steps, mad. And she's like, who's this for? And pulls out the ring. Oh. And I was like, uh, well, it was for you. I was trying to wait for the right time. And so I get down on my knee and I'm like, I guess, will you marry me? <laughs> and uh, it did not work out to say um, we split up about a year or two later. We still have a beautiful son. And here it is 18 years later. I proposed to my Recent, my girlfriend now, and we actually went and took engagement pictures yesterday, and I'm getting married. Hey, nice. So, awesome. Good. Congrats. I'm surprised, well, it, though, it, just, it, just hearing the story, I'm surprised I guess Will You Marry Me didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> that stinks, though, that she found it. Did you not hide it very good, Josh? Man, I had it put up in my drawer that's like my drawer, my drawer that she does not go in. And I don't know, man. Maybe I was acting weird or something. So she was. But, yeah, it, it didn't work out. We got a beautiful 19-year-old son together. We, we're still friends. And um, I was like, after that situation, I was like, I'm never getting married. You know, I'm just I'm not going to do it. And um, I've been dating this girl for five years. She's my best friend. And um, I'm super, super excited. So That's awesome, man. I'll be 40, 40, 40 years old and finally going to do it at least one time. Y'all have inspired me and pushed me to be good, to, to be a better man. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing, man. Yeah. And thank y'all. And thank you, studio. Well, that's, that's extremely nice. Why don't you do a little plug for your plumbing company? I need to, don't I? Yeah, go ahead. I got, you got it right here. Uh, go ahead. Hey, hey, all your plumbing needs, residential commercial service work, call Miller Plumbing, LLC, 334-434-4571. Thank you so much. Say that that. number again slower, though, because it's tough for people to hear numbers on on the air. Do it one more time. 334-434-4571. And right. that's Miller Plumbing, <laughs> LLC, Lee County, Alabama. Yes. I love this guy. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for that. And thanks for the shout-out right there. Maybe maybe I'll get some calls. And any, anything I get from the radio show, I, I, I'll do to y'all's charity of y'all's choice. Well, oh, why don't you just you do know. you? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you just do you? We're happy you exist. We're happy you listen. We're very thankful for you. And, you know, stay on hold for a second. All right, Josh? Yes, sir. Thank All right. you, buddy. There, there's Josh. How about Aww. that? That's awesome. Good morning, everybody. Let's go over and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I've been listening to your show going on five years now. It was actually your show that got me listening to country music, and now it's easily my favorite genre. I've been dating a girl for a few months, and she knows nothing about country music. She said she never really understood it, but she knows it's important to me, so she's going to give it a shot and listen to it. Now, before I bombard her with all my favorite country artists, I wanted to get your opinion on who you think, what country artist you would suggest to a non-country fan. Thanks in advance, Bradley. 
So I thought about this because my favorites are very country, and I think it would turn someone off if I just started splashing down with all my favorites. Some of these are, are people I really like, but I have now your top five of the people that you let her, your girl hear, and she'll be like, oh, then you can just walk her out. She's in the shallow end, gets a little deeper, then have at it. Is this all current country? Yeah, it's all current country. Okay. Because, I, I mean, you throw some 80s or 90s country at her. She hears Brooks and Dunn. She's going to be like, this is not for me. Okay. You had to grow up back then to love it or be taught it. And that takes a while. Here we go, top five. And I'm going to start with my only new, new artist on the list. And he was just in the studio um, yesterday. Um, I think Nico Moon is a great artist to play for somebody who just loves any kind of format. Just trying to catch a good time, even if it takes all night. I mean, he's got a little bit of everything in there. He yeah. talks about growing up in a small town outside of Atlanta, so he's got his country influence. He's got a little, you know, he's got the, the beats in there too. So that's the only really new one. This is Nico Moon. Like a bobber on a wet Right? You guys yeah. good with that good. one? Good yeah. one. Okay, the other four are a little more established. At number four, Brett Eldridge. It, you're not going to go like, wow, that's so, so, so country. But he's a great singer. He's got great songs. And it's definitely country, but you're not going to hear a lot of banjo or mandolin or steel inside of it. Next up, and she may already know her because she's crossed over a bit, but it's still country, is Marin Morris. Oh, I think she's going to like country music after all this. Yeah. This is the perfect intro playlist to today's country. I would also put probably my favorite artist that's this generation of country, Casey Musgraves. Because the sky is finally open, the rain and wind stop blowing, but you're stuck out in the same old storm again. You hold tight to your umbrella, well darling I'm just trying to tell you that there's always... Everybody can love this. Yeah, and no doubt Casey's country. Yeah. But there's a reason some of this stuff crosses over because it's universally just easy to love. And my number one artist for she doesn't listen to country, but let's get her going, let's walk her in slowly, is Dan and Shay. Oh. So I should probably go to bed. I should probably turn off my phone. I should quit while I'm ahead. I should probably so And I mean, you play this, you play tequila. From Dan and Shay, it's over. She's gonna show up at a country festival August <laughs> with a straw hat on and some Daisy Dukes, Come baby. On. Let's go. Come on. Next thing you know, she's got John Party for life tattooed across her butt. <laughs> um, honorable mention was uh, Thomas Rhett. Yeah. yeah sure. who, do, who would you guys have put on there? Anybody that I didn't mention? Sam Hunt. Yeah. I would yeah. like to put Sam Hunt on yeah. that list. Sam's, a, like Sam's that. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, George Strait. <laughs> That's old school. I know. No, old school. Th- you can get her there. You can get her there. <laughs> we'll get her there. We'll get her there. I know. Anybody else I missed? Uh, Kelsey Ballerini. Okay. Um, uh, 
Luke Combs. I like nice. Luke too, but that's second level. Yeah, I feel like you oh. need. He, he's close to this. He's the biggest thing we have in the format right now. Him and Morgan Wallen. Like these are toe in the water. Yes. I, when we you need... go shin deep, Luke Combs, Luke Morgan Combs. Wallen. <laughs> yeah. But right now we're just towing in. Yeah. And then all the way in, like when you're all the way up to your neck, that's John Party Midland. <laughs> that, that, that 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 yeah. Come on, Blake Shelton. Christian. Yeah. What a boys around here. Yeah, yeah. She needs a minute before she hops into some Jason Aldean. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Morgan, if people want to email us, they hit up mailbag at bobbybones.com. There you go. The question is, should Lunchbox have called 911 for this? What happened? So we were out for a walk, and we're walking, and we walk by this one house, and there's like this little three-year-old girl just in the front yard, in her underwear, no one else around. And my wife and I look at each other, and we're like, man, that's weird, but oh, the parents must be just coming right back out. And we walk down a few houses, and we come walking back because my wife was like, I just don't feel right about it. Still no one out, just the three-year-old girl. And we're like, okay. So we go up and knock on the door. Nobody answers. And we're like, hello, anybody there? We, oh, you know, there's this no. young girl out here. And we stand there for like eight minutes and knock again. No answer. So we walk around the side of the house and we start yelling in the backyard. Hello, is anybody back there? Hello, there's this young girl out here. And a lady comes out the back door and she goes, hey, what's up? And I was like, oh, this girl was in the front yard. And she's like. Oh, how did she get out there? I had no idea. You know how kids are. And she kind of laughs it off and opens the gate and the girl goes in the backyard. And so the, I, I was thinking we should call 911 and we didn't. But now I'm like, should we still call 911? Because the kid was outside. Just, the parent had no idea. And we're knocking on the door. So it's not like they were like listening. Well, you shouldn't call 911 now right because that's now? an emergency number. Yeah. Right. If you decided you needed to call someone, it wouldn't be 911. Yeah, you could call a bunch of places. Services. But like that, it, that's tough. But that, but once, I mean, you better, if you call child services and open up something that, I, I get it. Like, it's a fine line of if that child needs help, then great. But if, if it wasn't an isolated incident that was just unfortunate and that is the result of it, it could cause that family a lot of Yeah, I, I understand that. I just did. I was having that internal struggle that that kid was out there and the parents had no idea. And when we knocked on the door to try to get the kid inside, because the door was obviously locked because the kid tried to turn the handle and it was locked. I think you did the right thing by going back, waiting with the kid, knocking on the door, knocking on the other door. Like that was the right thing to do. My suggestion would be if you see this happen again, then maybe you call because there is a pattern of neglect. Yeah, and if you are near this house, like keep an eye out. Like that would be a way you could contribute is make like keep an eye out. I'm sure there were isolated incidents when I was a kid. Oh yeah. Where I was doing God knows what. So I, mean, I forgot my kid in the car one time. I mean in the front yard. Yeah, it happens. I didn't know he was out there. How did that happen? Um, I just, everyone got out of the car except him. I think he was on his phone or something. And I just, we all got out and I clicked it. <laughs> done. And then the, the pest control guy came. <laughs> Luckily, like five minutes after we all went inside, said, I think your son's in the car. And he was like, I'm in the car. <laughs> and so, yeah. that, that but, but again, the, that, that from the inside? No, that was what, a couple of years ago? Just maybe didn't have that strength or know how to do it. And maybe child locks. Yeah, all that. But I mean, again, it's I don't do it all the time. That happened one time. And if you'd have called Child Protective Services on me, I wouldn't you have my kid. Oh, you wouldn't be a foster parent. Exactly. Yeah, so by the way, good on you and good on your wife because what you did was exactly right. But I, would, I, I like Amy, I'm saying it could be isolated. We all screw up. That's a big screw up. 
but we all screw up. If you see it again, then maybe, but now I would say no. All right. right. Yeah, and I would say, yeah, if it's in your neighborhood, d- make a point to drive by and just make sure that you can. I'll you be can neighborhood do- watch because it there is you go. a few. Like, go deliver things, like, be do, fake Amazon. Do your like, part. Just take a yeah. look in the house. <laughs> it's time for the good news with Bobby. Tell me something good. So there was a proposal on the beach, and it was all beautiful, but then it became frantic when the ring was gone. His name's Brian. He popped the question to Anna Davis. She said yes, and then the ring was just like, uh, I dropped the ring. And so all of a sudden, they're looking everywhere. No no luck. So they post up on a Facebook page, the Tybee Island Facebook group, and they say, hey, if anybody can find this ring, this is kind of where we were. Please help us. So someone named Mr. Foy came to the rescue. He spent 20 minutes searching in that general area, found the diamond ring, got it to them a day later. So thanks to social media and some guy who was nice enough to take it back. Did he have oh. his metal detector? It didn't say if he had a metal detector or not. Mr. Foy, I, I would assume that he had a metal detector. <laughs> and socks all the way up to his like knees. <laughs> Sandals. Well, shout out Mr. Foy. There you go. Imagine you lost your ring, though, in the sand, and it's just gone. I don't think I would leave. It'd be like when my dog was lost a few years ago. You don't want to go home. You don't want to quit. Yeah, you don't want to give up. Dang, Mr. Foy, shout out. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's now time for a segment we call... Time marches on. Time marches on. This segment was inspired by Eddie in a recent event in his life. It's tough, man. I'm not even going to say I'm getting old on this one. I'm just old now. This is something that old people do, and I'm part of it. I can't get through a night's sleep without getting up to pee. (laughs) This has never happened in my life, ever. And I'm going on two weeks now doing this every night. I wake up about 3 in the morning to go pee. I find when I dehydrate myself, I sleep through the night. But when I drink a lot of water, or the, the normal amount of water, I have to get up and pee every night, too. But, Bones, yeah. I'm even purposely not drinking starting at 8 o'clock. Like, no water. I'm going to sleep all night. And then, sure enough, I wake up. I got to pee. But, Eddie, can I offer you just some encouragement? Like, yes. you know, you'll know you're old when you have to pee and you don't wake up. Oh, and I pee in the bed? Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, wow. all right. That's, that's Time has next. marched on. <laughs> Time is done. (laughs) That will that time will come. Okay, there you go. Time marches on. Amy, you? So I only the only glasses I wear are my blue light blocking glasses. But I had had a twitch a couple of weeks ago, and I was having to wear them all the time because I couldn't stare at my computer. And then the other day, something started to look blurry, and I had to go get my husband's readers. Mm. The ones, you no. know, that you just buy at like Walgreens. Walgreens, yeah. yes. And I put them on, but I think it's still related to just like stress. Age. I don't know age. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll see. I'm marching on. Lunchbox? Oh, uh, yeah. My wife and I were watching TV on the couch the other night, and I'm sitting there, sitting up position. And next thing I know, she's waking me up. You ready to go to bed? Fell asleep sitting up. Nice. <laughs> Grandpa. Oh, that's awful. Were you watching Matlock? <laughs> no, we were watching uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Matlock is so good. Okay, here, Matt- time marches on. Yeah, hit it, hit it. Hit it again. Hit it again. Amy. So good. <laughs> you catch that mur- after murder she wrote? Is yes. A double a, feature. Yeah. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. Thank you. Here we go. This is from Abby in California. 
Morning, studio. So I have a question. I've been shopping on this online boutique. When I first signed up, they gave me a discount code for 30% off. And the next time I went to buy something again, I used the 30% off again. And it almost seems like it's a glitch in the system where every time I buy something, it keeps giving me 30% off. And I just wanted your advice on whether or not that was wrong for me to keep using this discount code or if you think that since it's still there, it's still good to use. I would say use it one more time and see if it still works. Buy you something else. Click it one more time. See if it works. And if it goes through again, then you call and go, hey, is this even normal? Should I be getting 30% off every time and let them know? Because they may be getting, you know, popped by a lot of folks at the same time. But I'd use it one more time just to make sure. Yeah. I'm serious. I would. I would just, I'd be like, let me yeah, just, for research. Yeah, just let me see. Serious That way advice. you can tell them. It's still, it's still working. broken. Yeah. Because you don't want to call them back and be like, well, a week ago it's broken if it's not broken anymore. Mm-hmm. Buy you something else. Buy you something nice. And then. <laughs> something real nice. If it is still working, call and plug the dam and go, hey, this is a glitch. The end. That would be my advice. This is Bria who left us a message. I was just wondering if you had any advice on like getting rid of negative thoughts, like anything that any of you do to kind of expel those. And yeah, I just kind of feel down in the dumps a little bit. I was just wondering if you had any advice on that. Thank you so much. I have so much advice on this because we all go through these situations. Some, some are longer than others. You got to surround yourself with people or material that are very positive if you're not. Just in general, you are what your environment is. So if you're with a bunch of people that put you in a good place, you tend to be in a better place emotionally, spiritually, physically. It's like people who have a bunch of friends that are fit. They're pretty fit because the friends are doing it all the time. People that are in positive mindsets usually hang out with other people that are the same way. So what I would encourage you to do is to spend a little more time with those friends that do that for you and a little less with the ones that don't. You have to identify the drama. Sometimes the hardest part is to identify the drama. Identify the person that's making you not feel good. Unfollow things on Instagram that you look at and go, oh, that doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't mean mean, but anything that you feel, this is not putting me in a good place. I don't feel like I can meet that unfair standard. Stop following it. Facebook, Instagram, stop following it. So I'm going to encourage you to just surround yourself with more positive things and you will start to slowly feel more positive. If that's a book, if that's a website, a blog, you should do that too. But just sprinkle it in because any great change fails quickly. That's my advice for you there. I think it's something we've all struggled with, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You got to put good things around you if you want good things to happen. And be that good thing for somebody else too. Because it all comes back around. There you go. Thank you very much. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. This guy goes into a Walmart. You know how they have the checkout lines and you go and you self-check out and you swipe the things. Beep, beep, beep. And you hear the beep every time something goes across. And there's always the person that's watching all of them. So now one person can do the job of, you know, 10. Because they're just sitting back there watching all the checkout lines to make sure they're good. This guy goes through and he's beeping things through. Beep, 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 beep. Nothing to see here. Except he had a Kool-Aid packet in his hand. And he had on the the the, the, um, the bar code, code on mm-hmm. the back, and he kept swiping that Kool Aid code while he's putting other things through. Okay, because the Kool Aid packet's like eighty nine cents, and so beep. <laughs> Wait. TV beep. Okay. So in his hand, hidden, 
he had there was a barcode and he kept swiping that barcode while acting like he was swiping the more expensive barcodes. So oh. the person working watching is going, oh, of course he's. Look at all the beeps. Yeah, he He's was, swiping it. It's beeping. He was bagging the expensive stuff, gotcha, but gotcha, only gotcha. scanning the Kool-Aid. Okay. A Florida man accused of using a Kool-Aid packet to <laughs> ring up nearly $1,000 worth what? of merchandise at a Florida Walmart has been arrested. Bradley D. Young, 37, who's also a felon out of Ohio, faces grand theft and shoplifting charges. Police were called to the store around 5.45 p.m. The loss prevention officer watched him scan merchandise with a Kool-Aid packet concealed in his hand, so the items rang up at 24 cents each. He probably got away with it before. Yeah, but you got to remember those self-checkouts, man. They got cameras, like, right on them. All yes, of them do. Yes, and people can see screens of what you're doing. I'm talking I, to all the cool people out there. I just Listen. don't think this guy's is the first time this guy's done this. No, this is, probably not. Didn't you say he was already a, a felon? felon? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was, the last time when he got busted, he was scanning Country Time Lemonade. Whole, a whole different story. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So this guy proposed to a woman, and she rejected him, so he threw her down a well. And she was down there for three days. Oh, she didn't die. She did not die. Of course not. I wouldn't put death in the pile. Wow. But... People heard her screaming, and luckily, they decided to figure out where the screaming was coming from. They called the fire and rescue department, a team of police, fire, other emergency people had to show up. They had to use a crane to rescue her. She had fractured her hand during the fall, but police say they're so lucky that she survived. And again, it's all because a man proposed to her, and she said no. What a punk. Yeah. What country is this? I think Indiana. Oh, not I a mean, country. not a country. I think America. <laughs> I just that sounds like something that these countries do. <laughs> this is India. Oh, it's India. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> Very far from Indiana. <laughs> I was like, that'd have been national news. Yeah, in it's Indiana. not as shocking yes. because it's India. In parentheses, it says in Indian. Amy's and- like, I think Bloomington. <laughs> Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, gosh. (laughs) All right, what else? So just a warning for parents who let their kids use their phone, maybe play with it to distract them while they're getting ready. Because, I mean, I get it. If you've got kids and you're trying to get ready, you're just like, here, take my phone. I've got to get dressed. Well, this one mom was doing her hair, getting ready, but she was naked and had no clothes on. And her two-year-old was playing with the phone took a picture of her naked, and then posted it on Snapchat. Oh, oh my goodness. But I saw this post, like, where this oh. came on, and a lot of people said, yeah, I hear you. It happened to me, too. Like, what? Yeah. How is this happening to a lot of people? Yeah. Wow. I mean, mm-hmm. That's that emoji where the head's blown off? Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah, so in, in her case, uh, a former client of hers and a guy friend from college, they were among the people that saw the Snapchat oh. before it was deleted. Mm. Oh, so this mom was a little mortified. Yeah, what else? Mm-hmm. I've got the top five Alan Jackson songs. Just Number this one? But by what, though? Because sometimes you get me and I get all, all, all in a huff. This is from the boot. So they just picked they, their top five? They put it together. They're a little snooty sometimes. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to go with the common man's top five Alan Come Jackson on. songs. Let's start with five. Well, I'm just going to pick my favorite. Gotcha. Obviously, Chattahoochee has to be on there. It's the biggest. Has to be one. If they don't pick Chattahoochee, they're too snooty. In the top five? No Chattahoochee, they're too snooty. Love it. What? What is it? Chattahoochee made honorable mention. What? Bull crap. That's the dumbest. Okay. Also... Don't Rock the Jukebox must be in the top five. Honorable mention. You are out of your mind. Okay. Where were you when the world stopped turning? (laughs) Where were you when the world stopped turning? Number one. Number one. You know, you kind of got to pick that one because it's about 9-11. Sure. 
I want to put it at number one, but you have to put that on the list. My favorite Alan Jackson song is Mercury Blues. Love it. No. Not, not even mentioned? Well, if I have money, I tell you what I do. I go downtown by a Mercury or two. I'm crazy about a Mercury. Everybody there. I'm crazy about a Mercury. One more time. I'm going to buy me a Mercury and cruise it up and down the road. That was not, not on the list. Nope. Hmm. Um, What's the cornbread and chicken one? Where I come from. Come on, has to be on the list. Is that what it's called? Is this the same Alan Jackson or just some guy in the phone book <laughs> to just match names? Yeah, no, that's not on here. <laughs> okay, walk me through their list. Okay, and at number five, Little Bitty. Not a top five. <laughs> to be Little Bitty. We're like, no, not that song sucks. It's okay. It is a good song, but it's not yeah. top five. Okay, number four, Here in the Real World. What? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Here in not top five. World. Oh, it's good though. It's a club banger, but not top five. <laughs> okay, what else? Number three is Gone Country. Gone Country. Woo! Look at them boots. Can you roll country. your eyes and you love it. I'm like, there's no look at them boots. Gone Country. <laughs> you know, okay, maybe in the top five, the last ones. Here we go. Yes, she yes, she yes she All right, give me another one. Number two is Remember When. Remember When. That's a good one. I should have <laughs> thought about this one. Old ones died, newborn. Life was changed. That's a great song. And then number one is Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning? Yep. Mm. Okay, play that one again a little bit, Ray, just so we can hear it. Where again. were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? You in the yard with your wife and children. You know, it's five o'clock somewhere didn't get mentioned. It's five o'clock somewhere. With Buffett? Yeah, and that was a massive, like, multi-multi-week number one. Hmm. She's got the rhythm and I got the blues. Jam. That's a jam. Yeah. Do you know that song? What about Drive? Yeah, that's a good one, too. Mm Mm-hmm. It was just an old plywood boat. 75 that should be in the top five. Yeah. Itty bitty, stop it with that. They're just being controversial. All right. Okay, I just thought that'd be fun. Hey, sing it out if you want. <laughs> I'm just, I'm practicing my harmonies. Are you? Let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Amy, that's my pile. <laughs> yes, she wraps it up. That was Amy's pile of stories. <laughs> It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Jason Schneidman has been cutting hair since he was 14 years old, and he's now 50 years old. And he says, you know what? A haircut can change someone's life. It gives them confidence. So he's been cutting hair, but then he's been to rehab four times. He was homeless for two years. And once he got sober 16 years ago, he said, you know what? I want to give back to the homeless and give them confidence. So he started the Men's Groomer Charity Organization. Him and his people go around in California and give homeless socks, food, and a free haircut. Man, that's awesome. He's been through it all. He's given back. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go over to Amy and get the morning corny. The morning corny. Why did the chef quit? Why did the chef quit? They cut his celery. <laughs> celery. Celery. They cut his celery. <laughs> That was the morning corny. Amy, read me this note. Amy said that she got a note from a listener talking about 
white lies. Remember last week on the show, Amy had white lied her son Correct. saying that Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani were watching an Instagram story because mm-hmm. he loves singing that song. So Watching his Instagram story. Right. Yeah. So you, you told him. So what's the note from the Yeah, mom? well, so that video was posted on the Bobby Bone Show Instagram page, and I was going through some of the comments because, of course, I wanted the, to feel the support that I wasn't a bad mom. And someone put up, when I was a kid, my mom wrapped up presents from Garth Brooks and Randy Travis. And you have no idea how excited I was for those gifts. Of course, later on, I somehow found out that it was my mom. But it was one of the best Christmas mornings I had growing up. A mom lie isn't a bad lie. Okay, I'm doing that. That's pretty funny. I'm doing it. Bruno Mars is sending presents to our no, house this or week. Or Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady. Yeah. And you know what? Very selfless for her to not get mom credit. Because not only are you doing that for the kids, right, and giving them that, but you're also going, yeah, they got it. I didn't. When you really did. I thought that note was funny, though. You guys can share on Facebook, too, what white lies you've told your kids because that's hilarious. Let's do the segment where we remind our listeners that some songs are still the jam, even if you haven't heard them in a while. And I'm going to lead this segment with Craig Morgan, International Harvester. That's so what I say. I make a lot of hay for a little pay. Okay. What? What? <laughs> How did you remember this? Hold on, hold on. I'm an international harvester. Come on. Did you forget that song yeah, with the jam? I, I forgot yeah. it. Okay, so that's my reminder. A song that is still the jam. Craig Morgan, International Harvester. Amy? I would go Lone Star, Mr. Mom. Been crazy all day long, and it's only Monday, Mr. Mom. Yeah, I remember that. Like you for, yeah, you forget that it's a jam, and then it really is. Amazed, when I think of Lone Star, it goes right to Amazed. Right. It starts yeah, but Amazed is good. Like, I don't think you need to remember that it's good. No, it's no, good. but I'm saying I don't remember because Amazed blocks me. Oh, gotcha. There's a big old wall that says Amazed. Mm-hmm. I can't get past that. Eddie, what's yours? Okay, so mine's not like an upbeat jam or whatever, but thanks to Sam Hunt for, I think he remade it, uh, She's Every Woman by Garth. She'll rage Dude, just like it's so good. You're right. one of my favorite songs for a long, long time, and then I just forgot about it. Me too. This is so good. I'm glad you brought this up, because I forgot about it too. And then when I hear it, I'm like, I'm so stupid. I should be here to this morning. <laughs> Turn it up right now. In LA, in every town along the way, and she's every place. That I've never been She's making love on rainy nights She's a stroll through Christmas lights And she's everything I want to do again Just such a jam. Oh, Eddie, you win. <laughs> she needs no explanation. That's good. <laughs> so good. Because it all makes perfect sense. Come on, Bones, take it. This is yours, Eddie. When it comes down to temptation. Amy? She's on both sides of the fence. Hey, dude, that's a jam. It's a jam. I know. Good job. Thank you. And you didn't interrupt me during a National Harvester, so I didn't want to interrupt you. (laughs) I didn't interrupt you. I'm so sorry. Oh, I waited for you to invite me, I think. (laughs) 
Lunchbox, what is yours? Man, this song, I mean, it came and you heard it everywhere and it went away so fast. And I don't know why. Guys, we need to remember, what does a fox say? What does a fox say? This is one of those viral songs. <laughs> yes. It is so good. Is it good, though? Like, it makes you smile. Every single person in here smiled when this song came on. Because it was your I pick. I was shocked, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what you picked that we all need to remember. It was a jam. You know, he did meet expectations. <laughs> Here's another one. And mostly it's just when Caitlin randomly sings country songs. Do you guys remember Josh Grayson, Nothing to Lose? Let's see. Morgan, you do? Yeah, I do. This is a jam. I know. It's like reminding <laughs> people about jams. He's like, break a break, break a one. Oh, break a break, break, break one nine. Yeah. Break a break one nine. Yeah. She's a bomb to Yeah. Forgot about this one. Good stuff. I forgot about it. Thank you for reminding us. Nothing to lose. Is Josh Grayson still around? Do we know? No. You still in town? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't either. Morgan, did you have one for the segment? Yeah, I do. What's yours? It's not a country song, though. What? Is, it don't have to be. I was trying to find workout songs, and this popped up in, like, a throwback, and it's Timber by Pitbull. Yeah. That's a jam. Timber! Yeah, and Kesha. You remember yeah. she came in and was like, I have a song that I can't tell you guys about you're going to love with Pitbull. No. You remember that? When was that? It was right before Timber came out. In here? Yeah. Not in this studio. Yeah, she came here. Kesha's Kesha. never been in this yeah. studio. Yeah, she has. No, she hasn't. Are you I've sure? I've never met Kesha. No. Okay, who like, did she do this with? Maybe it was someone that produced it. Eddie, oh. we didn't even live here when this song came out. Uh, oh, carry what on. I said did nothing. did we just move here? <laughs> no, I'm telling you, something happened. I, I know, was it I, at iHeart Festival and no. she was backstage in I Vegas? I think Kesha came in. Yes, she was here, guys. No, I'm I, 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 no, 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 hold on, hold on. I think Kesha came in because she was in that big fight with uh, some record guy, and we brought her in because I think she lives here. I mean, Bones, I, I could she's going never crazy. been on this show. I have a clip of me interviewing her in Las Vegas. I'm watching her right I remember now. That. But she's never been in the studio. Hmm. I mean, I, I went swimming I think that's with her. where, yes. Now I'm picturing I've seen, yes, I remember seeing her in Vegas and being like, <laughs> oh, wow, this is the first time I've seen Kesha in person. Yeah, we flew but on the same plane. Away. I remember that. But for some reason, in my mind, I see her in this studio talking to us about, <laughs> I got this kind of country song coming out. Well, you're Timber's like it. not country. It's yeah. going down. It's I'm yelling Timber. Just because you're in the woods. <laughs> Ray, do you have a song you want to add to this? Yeah, I was listening to the local station here in Nashville, and they just randomly played it in the afternoon, and I was kind of driving in the country, watching airplanes, Gary Allen. Oh, such a good song. <laughs> watching airplanes. Yeah. Yeah. Man, jam. This is really is a jam. Gary Allen had some great songs. Whenever he did, uh, it's hard for me to sing a song when other was playing. Whenever he did, um, Everest runs, runs out of rain, yeah. just like ever. Yeah, jam too, man. A lot of people call and ask for my advice. So now we have an official segment. Let's go. It's Bobby Bones, world class advice giver. 
Thank you. Nice. Oh, wow. World class. <laughs> so let's go over and hear from Allison, who left a voicemail last night. Alice is calling. She asked you guys a question. I'm currently almost 38 years old, and um, I've been married to my husband for about four years now. I want to be able to mother something, and so I want to get a dog. Now that I'm not able, you know, to get pregnant like I want to, I want to get a dog, and my husband's just totally against it. He thinks inside dogs are dirty, and he just doesn't want to get one. So my question is, should I just give it up? Should I just, you know, just wait on God to send us a baby um, or press for a dog? Thank you for your question. That's a tough situation. However, I feel in my heart of hearts that people who don't like dogs just haven't been around the right dogs. Or haven't been around an amazing dog, which most are. I would not press Allison on getting a dog. What I would press to do is to foster a dog. And what that means is you're just going to take it and hold it for a bit until someone adopts it. What's going to happen, though? Mark my words. He's going to realize begrudgingly that he likes dogs. Make sure you don't get a puppy. Make sure you get a dog that will mind. Right. And he will realize... A dog's not so bad. And make it as easy on him as possible with the dog you're fostering. You may end up adopting it. You may let someone else adopt it. But if you make it so easy on him while you're fostering a dog and while he's opening up the idea to a dog, then when you actually get your own dog, you can be like, hey, you feed it. You can do all that later. You just have to trick him to get into it. Hmm. But I just think people don't like dogs, haven't been around the right dogs. Raymundo hates dogs. It's the weirdest thing. We had hunting dogs growing up. A lot of them barked all the time, and for a majority of my life, they were a lot bigger than me. So I believe that's where it comes from. He, my dog Stanley, scares the crap out of him, and he comes up to like his shin. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's my advice, Allison. Don't press to own a dog. Your press should be to foster a dog for like three weeks a month, not telling him why, just that you would really like to take care of something. And since it's not permanent, I think you'll sign up for it. That's my advice. Here's another one we got last night. Hi, Bobby. Morning, studio. So I was calling for advice and words of encouragement for my brother. He is 28 and has just had a lot of failed relationships, and I think he gets pretty discouraged about finding the right person. So do you have any words of encouragement or advice for my brother on just how he can go about still putting himself out there without being too scared to get hurt again? Huge fan. You guys are awesome. Well, I can relate completely. Here I am, 40 years old. I just finally found the person that was right for me, meant for me. We're like two puzzle pieces. I've been trying to find the right puzzle piece that fits, and I haven't been able to do it. And I have been very discouraged and irritated. Did she talk, did Caitlin, your puzzle, talk to you about that? No. What? Have y'all talked about the puzzle pieces? I've said that. That was my analogy I made up. Uh, A couple, few weeks ago. To her or here? I don't know. So weird. I said that to her. Yeah, I just said that. Why? Well, so I didn't know if like y'all had talked about it, but no, I mean that's exactly how I would put it. Exactly. I think and I said it in an interview ago. somewhere. I've never heard you say it, but that is the perfect way to define it because like, all the pieces are great, all near each other. But yeah. until you find the one that actually fits with you, that have the holes that fill the holes, like you just go, "What the crap is happening?" I felt the same way. I could never. I found other puzzle pieces that are probably in the same puzzle somewhere. They're they're a corner over there, but <laughs> oh, wow. never no we're near the piece that connected with me fully. I finally found my puzzle piece, but it took a long time for that to happen. I'm also very thankful for all the relationships that didn't work because those made me realize what I wanted and needed in someone. And that's what I would tell him that you're learning right now. Sure. It's a lot of failed relationships, 
but you're learning exactly what you need by all the things that you don't. And so I learned that. So you also, unless you put yourself out there, you don't get anything great. I'm talking about work. I'm talking about relationships. Unless you are willing to extend yourself and be vulnerable and be willing to fail, you will never fully succeed. You can do things in the middle. You can ho-hum, be average, slightly above, slightly below. But you have got to put yourself out there and let yourself be chopped down like a big old tree in order to fully grow. So play this back for him. I've just been where he is. It's there for you. I used to think it wasn't for me. It's there for you. Thank you. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Mm-hmm. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. Bones. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. There's a group of ATV riders who call themselves the Wild Bunch, and they're riding the canyons in Utah. When they make it up a canyon and they say, ah, let's just relax and enjoy the view, and one of them has a dog with them. Well, the dog steps off the ledge of the canyon and slips down. So the owner starts freaking out like, oh, no, not my dog Summer. So the owner starts going down to help the dog. Well, she slips too. Well, all these guys are like, all the riders are thinking, well, we got to help. We got to do something. One of them had a rope. So all 20 riders held the rope while one of them scaled down to rescue the dog. Once the dog was saved, then they're like, we got to go down and get the owner because she fell further than the dog. So they went down and rescued the girl too. Everyone was safe. Great story. They went for the dog first. I think the dog was closer. Got it. You don't want to pass up the dog (laughs) to get to the human. Yes, I don't think they they chose like, which one do we get first, guys? All right, head's the dog. (laughs) That's a great story. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, that is cool. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, what happened to you? So I'm at a restaurant, right? And I have four kids, and it's just been something. We have a baby, and it's been th- a thing where if we want to have fun and enjoy our meal, we give the baby the phone. Like, we we didn't do this with any of our other kids, but four kids at a table is really hard. So we've decided to give them a phone. So we're at a restaurant, and we give the baby a phone, and there's a, a, a couple with, a, I guess, like maybe a one-year-old uh, sitting behind us. And I hear the woman go, Ugh. I just hate it when other parents give the kids the phone at a restaurant. Like, it's so just put some effort into it. And I was like, and it's one of those things where I know she's behind me and I can hear. And I tell my wife, can you hear them talking right now? She's like, no. So I tell my wife and I'm just so upset. And I look behind. Yeah, she has one kid. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, just wait till you have more than one kid, like four kids. And you want to have fun at a restaurant. You're going to give them the phone. I got so upset. But did you say anything? No, of course not. No, what am I going to tell it? Excuse me and start a big ruckus in the restaurant? I don't know. Depending on my mood these days, I would maybe <laughs> would have. I would have turned around and been like, do you, do you, you really have something to say about me giving my oh, child a phone dang. so the rest of us can eat in peace? And then take the phone away from your kid and then let them start crying and screaming and ruin their dinner. Ooh. That would have been the move. That's not a bad idea. Yes, it's a terrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's a terrible idea. I mean, but I was really upset. Like, I really was. I can't believe she said it loud enough where you could hear her. Hey, but but I think it's one of those things where, like, people talk and you don't think that other people can hear you Mm because you think you're, like, not that loud and the restaurant's kind of loud. But no, I heard her loud and clear. Kaylin says, I don't whisper well. I just lower my head when I say the same same thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably so true. So apparently I'm like, hey, did you see that? But if I want to whisper, I'd be like, hey, did you see that? And just <laughs> drop volume. my head down about six inches. Amy, do you get parent shamed much anymore online? I haven't seen it lately, but probably just I haven't posted something about it. <laughs> I'm sure they're out there. I mean, people just always have something to say. And it's like, mind your own business. 
Yeah, you never know what someone else is going through. And that phone might be a really desperate moment mm. and a saving grace. So back off. It sure is. What does your baby like to do on the phone? Watch YouTube kids. Yeah. He's What's wrong with that? One. He's one. And man, he can navigate that phone better than really? I can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's something in the design, but he knows how to swipe up. He knows how to click back. He knows how to go forward. Lunchbox doesn't even have that. <laughs> exactly. all no, I don't know how to use a phone very well. <laughs> The Bobby Bones Show now. Seaforth. All right, these two guys are here. Good to see you guys again. Good. We're actually gambling their hat and glasses if they lose. And if they win, they get to perform on the show. And not only that, I don't know if they told you, but if you win, you also will be our featured artist on our national countdown show. Hey. No way. No way. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. But that's only if you that's win. That's only if you win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so take it easy. Excitement. Half excitement. They uh, introduce yourselves. I'm Tom. My name's Mitchell. Oh, so, so Tom. Wears the hat like Eddie wears. Yeah. And we have a band called The Raging Idiots. Mitchell wears the glasses like I do. <laughs> and you guys, we've obviously been your inspiration for years. Yeah. And we're, we're putting it on the line today. Come on. We're tired of them ripping us off, although they're way more talented than us, although they're everything more than us. But they look just like just us. Just like no, us. Which is not cool. <laughs> we were getting away with it until we moved to, you know, in Australia. <laughs> we should have stayed fine. there. Yeah. <laughs> so what we're going to do first is we're going to go up, and there are 12 eggs 11 of them are hard-boiled. One of them is just a raw egg with a yolk in it. It's going to go all over us. We'll grab an egg, smash it against our head. Hopefully, it's hard-boiled. All right. But the person that gets the yolk, the, the full normal egg, loses. That's the loser. That's, <laughs> that's round one. Are we ready? Gosh. Ready. Let's walk up to the table. Hey, Raymondo, will you play a clip of Seaforth for our audience, please? And, and tell us what song you're going to play here. This is Close Enough. They're playing Close Enough right now. And I can feel America vibing hard right now yes. with this. There it is. Yeah. 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 Okay, so we are now standing at a table. The egg number 12 is brown. Uh, yeah, that's a trick egg. It's, it's deceiving. And all the other ones are white. They're all numbered, so you guys can pick. Would you like us to go first, or would uh, you? I'd love to see you guys go first. Okay. Just, right. just, 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 <laughs> I'll go first. Go. That could be dangerous. Huh? I'm going to pick your first egg. <laughs> number... Three. Ooh, that's, oh, that's wow, brave. That's brave. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Gee, that's brave. Pick it up gently. So you're just going to take your glasses yeah, off. Yeah, no, no, just go. Hey! Oh, oh! Hard boil. Nice. I mean, I shouldn't be clapping. I, yeah, no, well, yeah, I no, survive yeah. again. All right, I'll get glasses and glasses. All right, Mitchell, go ahead. Feeling this is going to be terrible. Nine. Nine. Here we go. Oh! We have another round of a different <laughs> game. <laughs> we literally have to get first egg is going to be at. I can't believe it was the first egg. Wow, okay, that happened fast. <laughs> wow. Incredible, dude. He, he just threw his glasses across the room. <laughs> Sorry, I, thought that was, I thought that was it. I was ready to give up. All over his Back head. Okay. All right. That's so funny, dude. Steve, everybody good? Yeah, we're good. All right, we have now moved over to the basketball court that we have set up in the studio. This is a Fisher-Price Little Tykes goal. Amy, how tall would you say that goal is? About three feet. Okay, so it's a three-feet goal. We have these little small rubber balls, and each team gets seven shots. Okay? Okay. Okay. So uh, C4th will go first. You'll shoot your seven. We'll see if we can beat it. You can can pick who shoots and how you shoot. doesn't matter. Any any order, seven shots. Here we go. Shot number one. In the net. Oh, oh, so close. Number one is a miss. Should we just go one for one? Yeah. Sure. All right, Mitchell, you're up. Should we throw on the eggs? 
<laughs> Shot number two oh, is a miss. Air ball. Not even close. All right. Not even close. All right, Tom. What do you got? Okay, Pressure's really, on. Okay. Shot number three. Oh! Swish. Let's go. Athlete. Okay. Oh, Ooh, it's is, one for four. They meant to go like right in there, you know. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Mitchell, you didn't hit the rim though that time. Rims? No, no, oh, no. Yeah. Rim Kardashian. Yeah. One for four. Seaforth is shooting their fifth ball now of seven. Oh, oh that was like in and then out. Good. One for great. five. Eddie, give him the ball. Why are you making him oh, chase oh, the oh, ball? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's warm. It's warm. Here we go. The okay. sixth shot. For a crack you do do underarm. Oh. oh, one for six. Gosh, this is not looking good. Here we go. And oh! two for seven. Good now, I'm going to let Eddie shoot all of ours. There you go. That easy, huh? Eddie, 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 Eddie. They went two for seven. Eddie, you can do this with your eyes closed. You need three to win. All right, here we go. Here we go. Eddie shooting his first shot. Let's get one on the board early. Here we go. Shoots. Come on! Oh, Come on! That was nothing but net. One. I'm shocked right now. Eddie with one. Big, I'm telling you, I big shot. Oh! He made two in a row. Eddie, go eyes closed just to rub it in. Rub it in. Eyes closed. Eyes closed. No, no. Here we go. Eddie's his third shot. Up. Oh. Hey, do Steph Curry shoot it and turn your back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> two, two for three. One, one more for the win. Here we go. Bobby's got a hit. Oh! oh and he hits it. Oh, I did. I did it. Yeah! We could not have lost. So now what? They're getting, we're gonna, they have to forfeit their hat and glasses for a year. <laughs> All right. They have to lose. Oh that, my God. They stole our look. Can't see. Right, now are those glasses? Do we have a fire pit that we can? But no, we're just. I'm gonna keep them on my desk so the listeners can always see them. That's okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, um, are, are those prescription glasses? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can, you can. I'm blind. Tell. But you have I'm glasses blind. though that are aren't dark rimmed. I'm assuming. No. Mm. This is the, this is the one. <laughs> That's it. This That's is all it. He's this, got. this is it for me. Uh, Seaforth is in studio. It's, it's they, gonna be a struggle of a week. They, yeah. You didn't have your best performance today, Mitchell. I'll be honest. No, it was terrible. The egg, egg, egg first go. Didn't didn't hit a basket. I'm terrible. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, um. So I'll be. You can go ahead and put your glasses right up here on the on the desk. There they are. Here it does. Wait, wait, Bones, are we keeping the glasses? Yes, for a year. And the hat? Can I have the hat, too? Well, yeah, come put, on, Tom. Put it up here. Just he right can't there. see the desk. He can't see the desk. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. He's taking his hat off. I'm very sad. Nice. We have them both. Eddie? Yeah. How do I look? Hey! I mean, it looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> look pretty good. Bones. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. See forth. They lost the game, but you know what? If I'm anything, I'm a giver. (laughs) (laughs) They brought their guitars in case. We're still going to let them play. Yeah. Uh, Legend. Appreciate you. They're now sitting up on the stage. Uh, What what does Seaforth mean? So Seaforth is actually the the suburb that we grew up in, Sydney, Australia. So we've known each other since we were three years old. We went to Seaforth Kindergarten as well. So we thought we'd take a little piece of home with us. When did you two start doing music together in Australia? About six, seven years ago. What's the Australian country music scene like? It's good. Like it's like there's a lot of it, man. It's very uh, there's a lot of amazing artists and stuff. It's just not as kind of I guess broad as it is here, you know. And, and Nashville and everything became a very real dream pretty quickly for us, you know. And uh, and so we just figured, why not, you know? Did you guys have 
a moderate amount of success in Australia as a country act, or did you go, Honest, we're just going to go take it all on in America? Honestly, yeah, yeah, not really at all. We kind of had our sights set on the U.S. and Nashville from the beginning, so we started making trips out quite early when we started the project um, and kind of had our sights set to come out here where, where the home of country music is, yeah. C4th is in studio, and uh, by the way, Mitch, you, are you eligible for LASIK eye surgery since you can't wear your glasses? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about it, so maybe I might have <laughs> to. We'll get into that now, yeah. C4th is here. They're going to play. By the way, what are you going to play uh, before I... Uh, we're going to play a new song called Breakups. Well, you can listen to them. I've actually never heard them play live before. <clears throat> cool. So if they suck, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if we suck, it's going to be like eggshells in my nasal <laughs> gonna, cavity. We yeah. have other eggs we can throw at you. Throw at us. You can follow them. We are C4th, and here yeah. they are playing their new song called Breakups. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Two, seven, nine. You're the only one in the world I want to talk to right now. The only one to pick me up on a night like this And I know You'll be the first thing on my mind in the morning mm. Sober or drunk, you're the one that I just miss I said I wouldn't call, we said we wouldn't talk at all It always ends bad but I'm looking at my phone And if you're not alone I don't think I could take that Cause I'm drunk at a bar at 2am And I just wanna talk to my best friend I said I wouldn't call We said we wouldn't talk at all But right now Come on Look at yeah. these guys Yeah <laughs> Thank you very much. That's really good, cheers. guys. Thanks, man. Wow, look at you guys. That's awesome. Thank that's, you. Holy crap. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Thanks, dude. Well, well, well. Um, and now I feel bad taking their hat and glasses. Right, They're so I good, know. I don't want to steal their look. Too bad, though. We got to take it back. Well, here's, here's, the, here's the deal I'll make. Oh, okay. Because you guys are, are uh, exceptionally talented. Thanks, Thanks, man. I expected you to be good. I mean, you're signed to a big label, but I, that was better than I was expecting. Mean, that was that was premiere. Thank, thank you. Thank that's you, the, man. that's really like what, the, probably the first or second time we really like, like properly played, played that song. song as well. So, so okay, okay, well here's the deal: the never do it again. Only here. <laughs> that's the only performance ever. Um, wow. That's by the way. These two guys are C4th. You know what's interesting about you two is that you both sing a lead in the song. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly that's not the case. Right. With duos or trios. Right. Do you, is there, how do you decide who sings what? Uh, it's usually a fight. Nice. Nice. Right. Basketball? Yeah. Yeah. Basketball yeah. shootouts? It's, 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 it's definitely not basketball or, or egg, uh, egg smashing. Or golf. Or golf. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. Do you guys, you guys cover anything? You guys do any, any cool covers? Sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm inclined to ask him for another song. Let's okay. do it. All right. All right. Sure. What, what can you give us in the cover world my that's pretty Capo's new? Capo's in that room uh, in there. If we'll I do, but yeah. Uh, chasing you, Morgan we've been, Yeah, we've been messing around with this Morgan Wallen song a bit lately. He's an up-and-coming country Wait artist that's, that's really... I've heard of <laughs> Just kidding. He's the best, man. Here they are doing Chasing You from Morgan Wallen. This is Seaforth. Used to chase that Chattanooga fray A couple of kids in a Chevrolet Catch a little air when we cross the tracks Sipping on something from a paper sack Hanging shirt on the maple lamp Slipping through the moon to the river bend Wasn't very long I was jumping in Jumping in I guess I'm still doing now 
what I was doing then. Chasing you like a shot of whiskey, burning, going down, burning, going down. Chasing you like those goodbye taillights. Headed west to anywhere out of this nowhere town. Chasing that freedom, chasing that feeling that got gone too soon. Chasing that you and me, I only see in my review. Yeah, I'm laying here tonight holding someone new. Still chasing you, still chasing you, still chasing you, still chasing you. There they are, Seaforth. There it is. Hey, hey, hey. Man, they're so good. Ah, hey, yeah. thank you. So good. Like, not, it's not even a bit anymore. I don't want to take their glasses. I know. <laughs> we're we're so sorry. <laughs> thank you, guys. We should have never questioned you. No. So we're ending it like this. Okay. You will deliver us a hat. Dale. And on that hat, you will write, we stole your look, signed C4. <laughs> love it. I love it. You I will deliver it. us a pair of glasses. Yep. Mm-hmm. And somehow that will say the same. Okay. There they are, Seaforth. Follow them. We are Seaforth on Instagram, Twitter. Great to meet you guys. Thank you, Thank guys, you so much for having us. Great to meet you. Yeah, great cheers, sports. Guys. You're terrible at eggs, terrible Ter- at basketball, <laughs> but you're great at music, so don't yeah. quit. Yeah. All right, there they are, Seaforth. Yeah. See you guys later. Thank you. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Covina, California. Two men were going around a neighborhood knocking on doors and saying, hey, we play for the local high school football team. We're raising money. Would you like to donate? They knock on one door like, hey, we play football down the road at Covina High. And the coach is like, really? Because I'm the football coach there. (laughs) Mm. And they're like, no, no, I play quarterback. And he's like, well, what's my name then? They had no idea. Called police and they were arrested. Oh, man. Here's a clip of the coach talking to the scammers uh, through his the ring cam. Here you go. We're fundraising for Covina High School football. Actually, that's funny you bring that up because I know for a fact uh, you guys don't go to Covina because I teach there. Cool. But I play running back position, sir. I'm a football coach there at Covina. Oh, really? What's the head football coach's name? Uh, Hernandez. No. I think you guys need to leave the area. All right, thank you. Have a good day. You have a good day. Yeah. He's still <laughs> nice to him with that. And then busted. There you go. I'm Lunchbox, that's your bonehead story of the day. A new study found there is no evidence that putting on white noise helps you sleep, and it may be actually making things worse. Some people need nature sounds, or me, I mean, I keep the TV on. But I do look forward to when the sleep timer shuts it off. I get better sleep once it goes off, but I can't go to sleep if it's not on. Does that make sense? Yeah. But they say, hey, uh, it doesn't really work. True white noise is the hissy fizzing sound of all the frequencies that humans can hear being fired off randomly. And people have said, okay, well, we should do this when we sleep. And now, um, actually, not there are negative consequences. I had a friend who would not, he would not sleep in a room without turning on his phone and it would just go. It was the most irritating thing because we'd be, <laughs> sometimes we would go and share a room and he would be in the other bed and all I'd hear. And he put it under his pillow sometimes. Oh. So I couldn't hear it, but I was like eight feet away in the other bed. <laughs> Crazily annoying. But anyway, I thought that was interesting that it really does nothing for you. Until next week when they post a study saying it does. <laughs> I right. know. Exactly. I'm like, shoot. Well, yeah. I'm able to sleep through it. So. Amy, what's going on today? Uh, my in-laws are still here. So with them, and I have a couple of meetings, but they're on Zoom. So I'll be at the house with them and then 
Sashira has soccer practice, and that's it. Thank you, guys. I'm on Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones. Have a great day. The Bobby Bones Show. Bobby Bones.